0: Hello, and welcome to Ask Mama Amy, a podcast promoting practical advice and resources for strong mothers. I'm your host, Amy Shao, single mom and estate planning attorney and founder of Shao Law. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to have Janelle Shroy today with us. Uh, She is a travel expert, and uh, she's a co-founder and producer of Adventure Family Journal. The most amazing thing is she has four Daughters, And they're all toddlers. And so I'm just so amazed at how she's able to travel around the world and she's actually in Argentina right now. <laughs> and so welcome Janelle why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. <clears throat>
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Um, as you said, I'm a mom of four girls. They're ages five, seven, nine, and 11 at the moment. And we are done. No more. Uh, <laughs> but we love having our four little princesses. And we are currently traveling around the world on a big journey to 50 countries. And we thought that would take us about two years, but it's looking like it might be more like five or six. And so we are absolutely loving it. This is con- country number 20 for our kids. So I am a travel writer. I write travel guidebooks for families with young kids and for a variety of travel magazines, uh, run a couple of companies on the board of a nonprofit organization that my husband and I founded. So, yeah, it's a pretty fun and adventurous life.
0: I, I love your life. I, mean, I, I wish I could live your
1: life. Tell me um, the first. Thing
0: is why did you how did you end up with this goal or or decide on this goal of traveling
1: 50 countries? Tell yeah. us well when we first got married, my husband and I both have degrees in political science and international development. So we were living and working in Washington, DC when we first got married. And then we decided we really wanted to found our own nonprofit, which we did. And we worked in South Africa for 10 years and all four kids were born there. So they started their education in South African school system. And that was okay, but we felt like there was so much more we wanted to add to their educational journey. We soon moved to San Diego, where uh, we were really on this brink of like, do we put our kids in private school, public school? I didn't ever see myself as a homeschool type of mom. Um, I'm sort of a high strung, high powerful career type of woman. And so it did not it didn't suit me to be at home with my kids all day, the way that I envisioned the word homeschooling. And, uh, I was running an educational company at the time, taking kids around San Diego and other cities around the world where I had staff on group adventures. The company is called adventure clubs. There's an app on the app store for it. And that was my big career focus. And as I was in that journey, I really learned the power of firsthand experiences for kids. So for them to be able to touch and feel and see and experience different cultures, different people, all kinds of music and art. And my husband and I sat down after another round of venture funding for our company. And we just said, you know, if all things were put aside and we could just do one thing for our kids' educational journey, what would it be? And we said, we have to show them the world. So what would it be like if we just pushed pause on everything, took a step back and just traveled for a few years? So we took a big stab at the number 50 and we said, let's do it. Let's go for a couple of years, see how long it takes and take them to 50 countries and lots of different continents and cultures and ecosystems and see what might happen.
0: Wow, that is just amazing. Like what a great legacy you're creating for your children. like, it's just not, they're going to remember it and for the rest of their lives. Now as a mom logistically I start thinking about some important things
1: schooling
0: <laughs> nannies
1: so how do you how do you do that Oh man well it's a big question um well, the the way that we do school, we call it world schooling because we don't technically have a home. We sold everything sure. <laughs> so that we could travel. So there was no reason to keep paying, you know, a mortgage and car payments and all that. So we just sold it all. We've got four suitcases and backpacks for six people. Okay. So if you can imagine the minimalism that it took to get from a whole house full of stuff down to four suitcases plus backpacks and six people it was quite a lift Mm -hmm. um but yeah we decided to switch all of the educational stuff that they do onto iPads. so each of the girls have ipads and headphones and then they have a wide variety of tools and apps and resources that we use Um, So I do consulting around that for different moms who are interested in traveling or even homeschooling with an iPad-based curriculum, as in no paper, no books that we carry around. Um, And so we do about two or three hours a day of iPad-based work, and the rest of it is experiential wherever we are. So at the moment, we're in a city called Cordoba in the middle of Argentina. In the past six weeks, we've been to five cities throughout Argentina, Argentina. We've explored the Patagonia region. We've done everything from the city at the end of the world, closest one to Antarctica. You can't go any further south before you're in, in Antarctica, and we've done horseback riding and whitewater rafting and zip lining and all kinds of things to explore the mountains, and all of that comes with Spanish immersion cultural, history, music, all those things that are wrapped up in the travel experience. So that's really forms the core basis of their education. The iPad-based work is the nuts and bolts stuff, like you got to learn math, you got to learn how English grammar and spelling and those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, and and you coming from the education background, I bet that provided a lot of the reasons why you're able to do it like you and your
1: husband yeah. yeah yeah absolutely I mean I've I've taught all levels of school from in various ways after school programs I used to own a dam studio I've taught high school in inner city DC lots of variety of educational experiences and so I took all of that together and I really view education more as a mosaic Where I don't feel like I've got a layer, one, you know, the base layer and then the next and the next, but more the world is full of puzzle pieces or mosaic tiles, as I like to call them. And then we're creating this beautiful picture together as we piece together their education different countries and cultures and languages and so forth. The girls also play instruments. So we do have that as well. We travel with four instruments wow. and they play the music of the place where we're traveling. So at the moment they're all playing tango and Evita songs and everything to do with Argentina. Um, and our music teacher is based in San Diego. So we Zoom with him uh, every week and we have our music lessons and he helps us curate the playlist that is specific to the place where we are. Wow. That is just
0: fascinating. And like, so, so for, um, so how do you plan out your day? (laughs)
1: well it's very different depending on where we are Uh, my husband's company is based in Colorado so he works Colorado hours so depending on where we are in the world depends on what our day is going to look like but in general we tend to right after breakfast we set up our two or three hours of schoolwork and then we go out for the day on an adventure and we're just I mean yesterday we were all over the city of Cordoba we were in ancient churches and in all kinds of museums and in the public square, talking to different people, listening to street musicians, uh, exploring history. So this is, I do these urban walks with my girls, all four of us in a backpack and we just hit the city and we see what we see and we explore. So yeah, there is a level of planning, but most of it is that as the day presents itself to us, we explore and go from there.
0: Yeah. And as I'm speaking with you and getting to know you, I just get this sense of chill. Like, I mean, (laughs) like you're really chill. (laughs) And what I'm saying is because moms of four daughters, (laughs) four little ones usually, or like I, I know I would be super stressed out, but so what's your secret sauce? Like, how do you maintain this, like really just Kind of on the go lifestyle, but still kind of keeping that groundedness and still being able to just plan it out, provide, you know, support your family and children. How do you do it?
1: Well, I think it's come with time. It certainly wasn't as easy in the beginning. We've been at this three years of full time travel. And so, you know, with time comes the experience and the ease. I see the whole world as a classroom and everything in it as an educational opportunity. So that takes the pressure off. I don't feel like any, if I walk out the door right now into the city of Cordoba and I start walking with my kids, we're gonna learn, we're gonna learn together. And so that, it. I don't feel like I have to try so hard as if I were at home. With my kids, because I don't have to put, I don't do any lesson plans. I'm not putting together curriculum. There's no worksheets in our life. There's no testing. There's no um, book reports. There's no assignments. And so we really believe that full immersion is the way to go. My kids are learning um, English, obviously. They've been, they study French every day, they study Spanish. Tomorrow they start Portuguese when we fly to Brazil and we layer the languages on top of each other. They've studied Japanese, they've studied German, they've studied Hebrew, and they'll continue to layer languages. We'll always have at least three, sometimes five languages going at the same time. And then we believe in spiral learning, which means that we will start into something, learn a little bit of it. Walk away from it, work on other things, but we'll come back to it. So history, for example, we love Europe. We're headed there next month after Brazil. And we've done a lot of work in the history of Europe. We've been to about 15 countries in Europe. And so we've done tons of museums and art galleries and all kinds of things. But we'll continue to circle back. So when we go back to Italy this fall, we'll come back to Italian and we'll study more Italian and there's nothing like full immersion. So when you're in Tuscany during harvest season for six weeks and you're engaging with all the different farmers and the different villages and the different things that we'll be doing, they'll learn Italian. You know, so that's where the spiral learning comes back as a full time traveler. We keep circling back to different points where we've experienced before.
0: Uh huh. So do you stay at each country or each place right around about six weeks or so?
1: yeah ideally sometimes it's a little shorter um we're going to be in austria the first country we go back to in europe and we're we're going to be just doing a couple of weeks of skiing in the alps the very tail end of the season and um a little bit around salzburg and vienna so that'll be more like three weeks because we've got to get up to holland for the tulip festival this spring in may so yeah i mean about three to six weeks in each place
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's just fantastic. And so do you for the for the year, I bet because of your travel experiences, you kind of know, okay, so this season, I'm going to go to this country. And that other season, this is probably a good place to be kind of plan it out that way, right? Yes.
1: I mean, it's a, it's in paper. It's not anything that's booked. So we literally book the next week and then the next week and then next week, like, I have no idea where I'm sleeping next week, Saturday. I have no idea. (laughs) Like it's not booked. So, but that keeps it flexible because, you know, we've been in all kinds of situations. There was the COVID-19 breakout where we were in Lockdown in Montenegro for four months. We arrived on the Monday. By Friday, all of Europe was shut down and we couldn't go anywhere. So, you know, things like that happen now, these unfortunate circumstances that are happening in Ukraine and Russia, who knows how that's going to affect Europe. And so we have to keep things very open handed. And we hope that the itinerary will happen. But if for some reason something doesn't happen that way, it's fine.
0: <laughs> we just book the next
1: week. That's and all so, we
0: need. <laughs> I love the openness and the flexibility and so sounds very bohemian which is actually not who I am but <laughs> <laughs> well so so in this in this journey I mean did you grow up this way like or your parents like
1: this or did you come from a background? Similar? <laughs> no, no, not at, well. Entrepreneurially, yes. My father is an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and so I did grow up in a couple of different places in upstate New York and Tennessee and Colorado, and then eventually in California. So I, but not a lot. No, we never, I actually, I don't even remember one single family vacation that we ever went on. We just didn't do that. My parents were just really hard workers and um, we were always trying to keep things together financially. So it wasn't how I grew up. I did start traveling as a teenager, doing short-term missions trips and service projects overseas every summer. And so I think that really got the, the travel bug in me. And as I've now ventured been to 60 countries and I really, I, I love it. I mean, I cannot express to you how much it delights me to walk out of the door on day one of a city and have never seen the city before and just get to explore something completely new. That for me is total bliss. So
0: how do you manage the language part? Do you have like language tutors from every place or how do you handle that?
1: We don't actually. We uh, the girls have a lifetime subscription to Rosetta Stone homeschool, which is an app based program they have on their iPad that has 26 languages on it. And it's full immersion there's no english in it at all so as we navigate the different languages we're able to just open up the app and then pick the language we want to start learning for example german which they've never touched before in their lives when we go to austria they'll start german and then they'll do their lessons for 30 minutes every day while we're in the country plus all the time that we're out on the streets talking to people and doing different things i learn with them so i use duolingo which is a free website Um, And as they're learning a language, I'm learning a language. We all sit together around the table. And I think that's really important because it's modeling for them. Language learning is important. And then they watch me struggle as we're getting into a taxi and I'm trying to figure out how to tell the taxi driver where I want to go that day or, you know, him asking me where I'm from and those sorts of things. They learn and they pick it up. My five-year-old who's in kindergarten, she speaks better Spanish than any of us because she's like a sponge. Yes. She hears it all around her she, for the uh-huh. past six years in Argentina and she's speaking Spanish. So <laughs> it's amazing. We give kids far too cre- too little credit, I think.
0: I, I know. And it's it's so refreshing to me, um, your experience. It's like, because we're in, in America, we're so fit in a certain way of thinking. We think they need to go to this private school or, or public school and we're looking for school districts. But the reality is, like you said, this, the world is a learning environment and, and me myself come from multiple different languages myself and I'm a big proponent of like immersion. And so it's just so refreshing to me. Now, in your journey, um, would you be willing to share um, what would be the most challenging thing um, doing everything that you're doing? And, and out of that challenge, how did you overcome it and have the strength? right now that you have as a mom?
1: Well, I think strength in me was built early. Um, My dad was bipolar and a very challenging person. Uh, Very, very charismatic. He grew up in the um, acting and doing commercials. So I started acting when I was really young, being on set, being on films. I've done movies and TV shows and all kinds of things. And so I grew up knowing how to present myself on screen, But then when I was a teenager, he flipped, left our family, left, uh, took my brother. My mom and I were left without money. Um, We couldn't provide for ourselves. I was an accomplished dancer at the time. And so I started my first business at the age of 16 out of necessity to provide for my mom, who needed to go and finish her college degree. So I started a dance studio. And so that's sort of where my entrepreneurial instincts really kicked in. And I was able to start teaching dance, making serious cash while I was going to high school, able to pay rent and help support my mom and myself while she was finishing school. And so all the way through college, I was uh, living in California and Santa Barbara, acting in Hollywood and different movies and TV shows all the way through college, providing for my own very expensive college tuition. Um, And so I think I developed a can-do attitude, a sense of when money needs to be there, I can find a way to create an income source. And then also the flexibility to be able to multitask a lot of different things at the same time. So if I'm in college, but I'm also going down to Hollywood, but I'm also running something on the side. And these are the kinds of skills that were built early on for me. And so then all the way through the, career, the my career path and the different things that I've done as a mom... I've been able to carry the strength through to be able to say, you know, I know who I am. I know what I'm good at. I can communicate what I need when I need help. And then also to be able to lean into community and to say to people, um, I need support here. I need friends in this new place where I've just moved. Like when we moved to South Africa, you know, those are the kinds of things that you learn through the life of hard knocks. Wow, that's just and and that
0: kind of grew the strength and built and you became that that's all within you that you get to pass on to your daughters as well, right? I hope
1: so. I sure hope
0: so. <laughs> Tell us about your show and your book.
1: yes, well, we when we started traveling, we decided that we wanted to do a YouTube channel, but my husband and I are, Like I said, we're entrepreneurs and if it's gonna be done, it has to be done well. We don't want to have a YouTube show where we've got a selfie stick and it's just us walking through somewhere and talking to the camera. We wanted to do it really professionally. So we invested in the great gear and we skilled ourselves up. As I said, I've been in film so I understood the production aspect. He learned all of the cinematography and editing and all of that and we became a team on the production end. Our girls, have done lots of classes in modeling and acting. And so for them, they were thrilled. Let's be YouTubers, you know? So we developed the idea around their passions and interests. So each one of our girls have very early on displayed a specific sense of what they care deeply about. And so as we designed our YouTube show, Adventure Family Journal, we really honed in on providing opportunities for each one of them to grow in their area of interest film that, and then create educational short films for families with young kids. And so, for example, my oldest uh, is Reagan. She's 11, and she's a violinist. She's an artist. She's a painter. And so every country that we go to, we're connecting her to a local artist who's teaching her specific skills and cultural aspects of how art and music connect in that particular country. And then we're filming it. Um, And my second daughter is into science and adventure sports. So she's Working with paleontologists and anthropologists and marine biologists and all these different interesting aspects. My third one is a chef in the making. She wants to be a chef when she grows up. So she gets to go behind the scenes at uh, beautiful hotels and restaurants and she cooks with famous chefs uh, local to each place where we go. And then our youngest is our. lifestyle and cultural expert, our five-year-old, she's into all the cultural traditions that people have. So the traditional wear, uh, right now she's done this whole thing about dance and tango, which happens in the streets every night in Argentina. People gather and they dance tango together. So these are kinds of things we have in our show and uh, it's free on YouTube, but it's also been picked up by a couple of big uh networks so sensical tv is one of them which is from common sense media it's on their app and then also on epic which is in uh 98 of america's schools so your kids whoever's listening to this probably has it on their ipad all their kids ipad already from school uh they could find all of our our videos there on epic and that's and your book <laughs> the new book yeah. yeah so as we started traveling people just started asking me What did you learn? Okay, you were in Italy. What did you learn? What did you experience? What stories did you learn? And I'm, I'm typing it up and I'm calling people. And I finally decided I've been writing my whole life, I should just write. So I started a collection of books. Uh, The first one comes out in about two weeks. It's going to be on Amazon, also on Scribd. And it is a book for families with young kids who want to travel to Italy. It's very beautiful, artistic Uh, It's highly curated and it basically exists to empower the moms and dads to pick it up, get on the plane and go to Italy with their kids and feel like they're going to have exactly what they need to know. So it's all the folklore and the local stories and where to learn about this local tradition. It's recipes that they can try with their kids that are related to the different cities. It's music playlists. If they want to listen to the music of Venice, What are the five songs that would be the best representation of Venice or Rome or Vatican City or Florence? So, yeah. So that's the beginning of I'm hoping to do a collection of 20 books, 20 different countries in the same style. So Italy is book one.
0: Wow. And it's going to be released uh, in April right? Yes. On Amazon. Right. Yes. <laughs> so looking forward to it. Yes. Um, and so uh, how can people get a hold of you? Um, of course, getting the book
1: on Amazon and get on your YouTube channel.
0: And, yeah.
1: So adventurefamilyjournal.com has all the links to everything. So that's all, all the socials will be there, but that's the main website. Um, and then of course, looking up adventure family journal on YouTube, all of my links on Instagram and Facebook and so forth are all there on the website.
0: That's so awesome. So um, to wrap up, Janelle, would you be willing to share some tips with our local moms if for those people who cannot maybe travel to a different country as freely as you do, maybe what are some of the tips just on a day to day level that maybe they can implement with their children?
1: Absolutely. I think the first step is to see the world as your classroom, because it doesn't matter what schooling choice you've made with your kids. If you have them in any form of school or homeschool, the big picture is they're a sponge. They're able to learn and grow, but it's up to you as the CEO of their education, not the principal of the school, but you as the parent to decide how can you best equip your child with the skills and tools and resources that they need to grow and really lean into their passions and interests. So when you've got a artist, you surround them with as many artistic experiences as you can, bring mentors alongside them as much as you can. Um, when you find a local artist that you love, ask if your kid can come in and paint with them. Uh, and they usually say yes, and they will pour into your kid. My kid's best learning happens through one-on-one mentorships and they're free. So I just ask people to pour into my kids and that's the leverage that community provides if it's looked for, right? And so the other thing I would say is uh, museums have come a long way since we were younger. Uh, Museums are a really amazing tool if you make them fun. And usually the museum doesn't do that work for you, you have to do it. So I'm talking about scavenger hunts and games and I talk about all of this stuff in my blog and my writing and certainly in my book. There are so many fun ways to incorporate history, science, art, literature, folklore in ways that kids don't even realize they're learning. They're just taking it all in, you know. So I hope that that's in some way helpful to moms. I would definitely say if a mom wants to reach out to me, they can email me, Janelle at adventurefamilyjournal.com. I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes. And I'd be happy to help. If there's any way that I can help point you towards resources or get you connected to people, I'd love to do that.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Janelle, for sharing your experience and wisdom with us. Um, We will see you next time at the next show. Bye-bye. Hi,
1: thanks for
0: having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Ask Mama Amy. Head over to AskMamaAmy.com for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also get my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children so that you can leave them with abundant resources to support them and a total peace of mind. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review to tell us why.
1: See you next time, Mamas!